What's up, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Tooten, sitting next to the man who is perfectly okay with being surprised by the random beers I like to bring for the podcast sometimes. Kyle, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I, I am perfectly <laughs> okay with being surprised. Quick backstory is the fact that literally we have some great beers today, first of all, and, and I literally texted Kyle today before recording the episode and I said, you know what? I know we agreed on some beers last night, but I'm going to pull a small audible and pull some, um, just bring uh, some random yeah. different ones. So I'm super excited about the ones we have today. Um, but, but before we get to that, I just want to give everyone a reminder that they can keep up with all things multi-goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on one of the uh, socials, Facebook at multi-goodness, or on Instagram at multi-goodness-podcast. Mm-hmm. And also remember, if you have any auditorial corrections, or you just want to give us some feedback, or maybe yeah. you're like, hey guys, you're doing a fantastic job, or hey guys, Thank you're you. doing a terrible job. Thank you. Or you don't like our banter, who knows? Yeah. If you want to give us any feedback, please feel free to reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to... Um, give shout outs or shout outs or do hey if you want to send us some some beer i'm not gonna hate it yeah so. yeah and don't forget to go to multigoodness.com slash store to pick yeah. up any merch you we want got some, go ahead we got we got some sweet swag going we on we do we've got a few shirts still on there right now but we do i don't know if those are on the site yet they're not on the site but we will get them on yeah. the site we're working on getting some some even newer swag up and yeah. running but right now i know we for sure have some different color koozies which yeah. hey we're a hit we we uh celebrated obviously the one-year anniversary of multi-goodness here recently yeah and we did a few week weekends ago, we got to release that episode, and uh, we when we did that recording, people were super super pumped about the uh, koozies. I yeah. will say, yeah. So, yeah, it was great to see. That was a great time out there. So yeah, it was. I will say, so the episode today, mm-hmm. we're gonna feature on an adjunct, I'd say, or that's kind of what the theme's gonna be. And honey is the one we're gonna do. I like it. Kyle, how you feel about honey? I love honey. Do you? Yeah. Good, because I feel like last time no. I did this type of thing, you're, <laughs> you're like, like <laughs> I don't like cherries, or I don't like maple, or I don't remember what it was. <laughs> there was always No, it was though. the cherries, but I like cherries. I know. It's just random what it is. Well, yeah. I'm glad you like this one. So, um, yeah, like I said, we're not always, and when people think honey, typically they think mead. Yeah. We're not doing mead today, believe it or not. We're going to save that for a future episode. Yeah, we are. Which is basically a honey wine. So, um, yeah, so just basically all the beers we're going to be doing today have some sort of either honey added or they use honey as a predominant flavor, whatever. Yep. So, um, But what what's the first one here, Chris? I was going to say. Because you got this one. And I, I did the intro, and typically I would hand this over to Kyle and let him do the, do the uh, hey, what are we drinking today? But, but, but what are we drinking I today? picked this one up. Actually, I didn't pick this one up. This was a Christmas present for nice. me. Nice. Yep. This is uh, a good Christmas present, too. Shout out to Ryan. For uh, my nice. my, my he's not quite officially my cousin, but him and my cousin Twyla get married in about oh, yeah. a month or two now. So oh, yeah. yeah, super excited about that. So shout out to Ryan. He actually gave me this one. It is Old Hickory um, Brewery out of Hickory, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It is the Event Horizon Imperial Stout, and it's ale an ale brewed with honey and aged in bourbon barrels. So, um, so the cool story about this obviously is that. Ryan is a homebrewer himself. Mm-hmm. He does a little homebrew. Actually, he's I think he's a little bit advanced in that in that category. I know he, nice. I've had some of his nice. beers and they're delicious. He also um, has bees. He's a beekeeper as well. So actually, oh, that's enough, awesome. He does know a little bit about honey. So nice. We, I should have planned this better and maybe had him on the episode. But you know, hey, shout we out. could give him a call. We could give him a quick call. Phone a friend. Yeah. No, <laughs> but um. So he he gave me this bottle and I had a feeling it was probably a really good bottle. I did some research and actually I looked on the side bottling date on this one's 2016, which t- tells me Vintage. that was like. Typically, I know some people are probably like, oh, he gave you an old beer. That's great. But in this but case, we're excited about it's a stout, did some quick research, and it sounds like this is a great cellar beer. So I think we actually, he gave me a, a real gem here. So. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, we neither of us kind of knew much about this beer, I'd say, going yeah. into it. But Nothing. let's go and pop it, yeah. and then you we'll start talking it? a little bit about it. Yeah, yeah, please do. Um, Kyle's going to do the honors. Oh, and... Uh, oh, it's a bomber, by the way. Yeah, pint and six ounces. We're going big today. We, don't wanna, we didn't want to go small. Oh, Wasn't a lot there. Wasn't but. a lot there. We uh, started doing some Ooh, research. smell it already. Can you? Yep. Yeah, I wouldn't. What do you smell? A lot of booziness. A lot of booziness, huh? Ooh. So it pours black into the glass, which I expected, obviously. It's an imperial style. It's only 9% alcohol. Uh, we can eight and a half. Eight and a half. Okay, so I round it up. Um, yeah, it pours black into the glass. It's doing something really interesting in the glass. So being that it is, you know, three and a half, basically it's been cellared for three and a half years at this point in time, I didn't expect much from a carb level, but it's interesting that as it's going into the glass, there's not much, like, traditional beer carbonation where it's like it's immediately pops up yep but i noticed that it's almost like it's slowly appearing Mm -hmm. it's like a reverse carbonation maybe we should have rolled it before we opened it rolled it that's true like roll the beer around yeah never thought about that yeah this is not an oatmeal stout pal you roll oats i know i know i'm just kidding (laughs) no um yeah but what do you what what are you thinking what are you seeing when you're looking at it? really dark um like you said almost black uh but it's got like this really nice uh like chocolate um, line of head all the way around the glass mm-hmm. um, sticks to the head a little bit bleeds a little bit down the glass when you swirl um, love to see that yeah and Kyle and I have two different glasses today he's got his hinterland yeah um, big the big one but you got the, the big it's like a big snifter it's like yeah. a bigger finer brandy snifter mm-hmm. um, I got the big Stella glass today because I wanted to I wanted a taller glass yeah. than Kyle. <laughs> Usually I get the smaller <laughs> snifter to do it, but yeah, I wanted a little bit bigger glass. But these these types of glasses are really good for drinking these types of beers because yep. you can really bring out a lot of the aroma mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, um, yeah, my my head's a little different though. Mine I feel like was a little different than yours. It has that darker color to it than you typically find. I feel yeah. like it's not like that white foam. It's, it's like I said, it's a slight like it's a dark toffee color yeah. or something like that. But um, so so when you're rolling it in the glass, I'm noticing that how it almost seems like it's gonna be really thick. Yeah. Just because of the fact that like you see the brown, like when you roll it in the glass, you see the brown kind of residual being yep. coming down the side of the glass. The legs. Yeah, the, the viscosity is definitely, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it, it takes a while for it to get all the way down to the yeah. back down to meet the beer. Um, yeah, that's but that's interesting. So aroma, let's go and go. What you got? Ooh, Ooh. stick that nose in there. Yeah. God, that sounds weird. But anyway, <laughs> stick that nose in there, cow. <laughs> Jesus. Um, it. It's a very good blend of flavors in the aroma. Um, I'm not picking up one thing over the other. It's I get a little bit of the the bourbon flavor. I get a little bit of the uh, chocolate. Yeah. And it, I I don't necessarily know that I get honey by itself, but I think that that honey probably blends a lot of those flavors together. I get a lot aroma. of yeah, and I get a lot of chocolate for sure. I definitely get mm-hmm. the the bourbon barrel. Like you, you can tell. And, and smelling it, in my opinion, that it, you could tell it was bourbon barrel aged. Mm-hmm. Um, it smells almost like a fresher beer. Like it, typically, Imperial Stouts, you don't describe them as fresh. You describe IPAs or, you know, as a cold as fresh. Yeah. This has like a fresh aroma to it, which is interesting. Um, it almost smells like it's actually, if I, if I didn't know better, I would just smell this in the glass and I would assume that it was, this was probably a lower ABV beer than it is, like a stout, but not, yep. a, not a, eight and a half yeah. percenter so um but definitely get the chocolate i do get a little bit of like a tinge which honey when it, it's kind of like maple when you put it in beer it's it it ferments in a completely different way honey usually ferments out very dry okay um 
it's very sweet, obviously, but I guess natural sugar, it ferments out very dry. So mm-hmm. when you add honey to beer, I think it has the, the possibility of doing that. So I saw you take that first sip. I did. And? Oh, man, this is... This is definitely uh, up there on on my beer so far that we've had on the podcast. Um, it is really good. It's it's that traditional kind of bourbon barrel aged stout. You mm-hmm. get the the nice chocolate roastiness, but a little bit of that bite from the booze, and then a nice subtle like just nice sweet kind of end note, almost like you put like a dinner mint in your mouth and kind of just let it dissipate. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was really good. You know what? When I taste it, I get more of the coffee. Because I feel like this is supposed to have it doesn't say explicitly coffee, but I noticed in the um, in the description on the side of the the bottle, which I'm not going to read because eh, maybe I will later. We'll see what happens. But yeah. I did read that coffee is one of the flavors that's kind of supposed to be there, and maybe mm-hmm. it's a you know power of suggestion. But yeah. actually, actually now that I think about it, that's why chocolate probably why I've been thinking that too. But I definitely get that roastiness. I get the coffee. Um, it seems a lot boozier than it actually probably than than eight percent. Yeah, it's like, and a lot of that probably is the temperature of the beer right now. It is still chill, mm-hmm. it's still you know almost fresh out of the fridge. We didn't yep. necessarily let it sit. We are going to let it sit in our glasses. We'll probably drink this one as we continue into our next section. I think we're going to talk a little news in yeah. a little bit or some yeah. interesting articles we found. And so mm-hmm. luckily, because I want to let this one you know warm up just mm-hmm. a touch, because a lot of times it brings out extra flavors. So, um, yeah, really cool. Um, do you want to talk about bottle a little bit? Maybe yeah. Have your thoughts on that? I've really, been, I've been staring at this one since Christmas. So really, really cool bottle. Um, that you you know the tall boy, um, bomber. Um, but it's got a head label on it and just the traditional body label on it. And the body label to me is, um, it. it there's something about it that's completely, I think, underrated as far as labels go. Typically, people just, oh, let's print a label, slap mm-hmm. it on it, cool. They did a unique shape with their labeling, too. To oh, give it, true. like, some nice points and some nice dramatic lines to kind of go along with the artwork. Um, so it's kind of like a diamond shape, but it's got still the side labels so that, you know, they can fit all the info they need to fit on there. And it's interesting because with the name of the beer, the Event Horizon is like a... a, a space themed mm-hmm. type of beer and that's what the the cosmic debris and black hole on the front of the yep. label kind of implies this almost looks like a movie poster for the show slash movie lost in space like yeah. a retro one yeah um Danger or even the twilight Robinson. zone or twilight zone they were yeah. actually you know what that's probably a better way to describe it as yeah. twilight zone i'd say yeah um i just was perusing through netflix the other day and saw, <laughs> saw lost in space lost so in space. i just like the danger will mm-hmm. robinson um I, I love the font that they use too I do, yeah. Nice big block letters, actually, super clean. I think I, I need to look. I don't know. Again, I don't know much about Old Hickory, but is that, from what you can tell on their website, is, the, is this a traditional beer label for them? I think they consider this a limited release. Let me, let me, uh, two seconds here. Yeah, it looks pretty, as far as like the font style goes, it looks pretty similar. Nice big block letter. Yeah. Um, looks like they got a really good selection of beers, by the way. Yeah, they do. I'm just kind of peeping over at the. Um, like yeah I've, I've been to hickory north carolina when i've gone like skiing or something kind of gone through hickory um up in north carolina but at a christmas ale with honey and spices oh well, i did not find that one but that would have fit the theme for today yeah so, I, I really like this one though irish walker irish walker that's a cool name <laughs> yeah they got some cool yeah they definitely have some cool imagery on there yeah on their um on their labels and stuff I, I love it when a good brewery invests like good time and making sure that they're kind of like unique and and, and cool just all in so mm-hmm. Yeah, so oldhickorybrewing.com, you can you can visit them, check them out. Obviously, you can find them on Untapped. That's where we found this beer. So yep. speaking on of Untapped, actually, before we get to Untapped, sure. 
because we've got the, the the newer kind of formal rating system that we're playing around with, so we want to make sure we touch on a few key points. Yep. So the hops on this beer, by the way, is it's a 50 IBU beer. So wow. which really? is interesting, yeah. And I, I was actually tasting it a little while ago because I I've done the mouthwash test, and all I'll say is the mouthwash test kind of brings out the more booziness, I'd say, in my opinion. Yep. Um, but also I'm kind of looking for the hops on this one to just to see what I think, and they. I, it almost does seem like they used a hop character to it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. Yeah, I I'd, I'd, I would have to. Now that you say that, maybe take a drink and kind of think it, about what you're talking it, about. Too. So there's a bitterness that comes from the roastiness, obviously. But if you can kind of search beyond that, search beyond with your palate, Kyle. Mm. Let me close my eyes and close your eyes. Do you want go to put into the some, void. Some smooth jazz. Yeah, some, please some, do. Some jazz flute. Pl- please do. <laughs> I can feel. Yeah. I can see. I can see it now. No. Um, yeah, I do get a lot more kind of that, that kind of heart of the beer bitterness that you see from hops ty- mm-hmm. typically, kind of coming through a little bit more on this one. Yeah, it's, it's. I feel like I actually, ironically enough, with this beer, typically with imperial stouts, in terms of like malts and hops, the the, the recipe, if you will, mm-hmm. you can typically pull out the the malts a little bit easier in terms of whether or not it it's a good malt bill or not yeah this one i can i can i feel like i can get a little bit of the hops um just a little bit of a floral note not citrusy in any way just yeah. almost like a mild bittering hop maybe like a simcoe or something mm-hmm. who knows because i'm sure they don't use a main you know one but yeah that seems to be something new i had a beer recently actually last night i was at cure brewing in uh alpharetta oh nice yep popped in there finally I get to and go out there cool locations actually yeah. and i got a cool story about that one maybe we can feature them and i'll i'll go into that story a little bit later cool. on but I'd let, we need to feature them. We haven't had them on the on the we haven't yet. So they're formally the, the they, same the same owner as Hop yep. Alley that yep. used to be there. They just finally incorporated as Curry Brewing. Yep. So they're also in North Carolina, by the way. Frankly, yes, North I've Carolina. heard that they have multiple yeah. locations. But I have one of their beers, and the guy was describing it to me as you know it, it was a dark beer, and he said it's it's a bitter. It's kind of got a little bit bitter of a, a punch at the end, is the way he described it. Okay. It's because they do a dry hopping with a certain I think he said Centennial hop or something like that. Yep. And when I drank it. It was like I could almost like you're right. I was almost like it was very kind of bitter. I could tell that there was a little bitter than even like a coffee or something might add, or roasted malt yep. might add to a beer. And so I think that's why I'm learning that any lingering bitterness you get in like an imperial stout probably comes from, from hops, hops, not so much. So I feel like adjuncts like coffee and chocolate are up front, whereas hops are kind of on the tail end. So I'm kind of getting a little bit of it. So um, I will say, so what do you feel about the? Um, so mouthfeel overall, I mean, does it? You think it's on par with what you expected based on aroma and everything? Yeah, I actually almost think it's. It, I can't. We you know we can't go above the score, but if I could, I would. I think this. Okay. I think it nails it as far as um, the stouts and the bourbon barrel age. It's not overly. I wouldn't say it's like I'm chugging sludge, you know, or something like yeah. something very super heavy. But it's it's got like a nice weight to the to the mouthfeel on it that I expect complements the flavors. And I expect it to be heavier once I saw the way it layered like it coated the glass when you kind of put it in there. But mm-hmm. like that makes it implies that it's gonna be super but that could just be it's the um the thick, the viscosity level yep. is what I'm kind of speaking And that to, might but. have changed a little bit over time too with it being almost a four year old beer now too yeah. is that it could I would definitely say. be. Think about that, though. We're drinking a four-year-old beer, Chris. I, pers- I yeah, and I've actually, and that's what I kind of awesome. said is that I'm gonna, I, I save my, I have some cellared beer, and I, 
I've been saving them for obviously different you know, occasions to celebrate through the years. And I finally realized, I'm like, you know what? I need to start digging into some of these cellar beers I have because yeah. I've got a lot of them. And I'm starting to do that now, too. I yeah. got a few up top that I'm just kind of hanging on to. Also, I figure they take up a lot of space. So yeah. the most I can do is, is start very true. Start drinking them. Very true. But um, So overall, like on the fit. Let's just say the the style fit ABV all that yeah. kind of stuff. Do you think it do you think it's aligned correctly, um, or what, yeah. what are your thoughts on it? So yeah, no, it's definitely a, it's definitely from the style. They call it imperial stout. I the the only thing that kind of throws me off about this one is that I'm surprised the ABV isn't higher. So, and it's not that. I almost would ding it a little bit on ABV because I kind of feel like this beer and everything it's an imperial stout and it's bourbon barrel aged and mm-hmm. and. It's it's not so much that it's not a good ABV fit. It's just so much that I expect this to be so much higher, yeah. or a little bit higher at least. So tied into that question too, with it being a bomber and the, the ABV that it is, I really want I would really be interested to see what the price point of this beer is. And I know you got this True. as a gift, so we don't necessarily know. Can't rate it on price point, but free free is the best <clears throat> best nice. price point. Yes, it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, if this is something that's like eleven ninety nine for you know an eight and a half bomber. Um, or you know ten you know twelve ninety nine I would be okay with that, um, but I you know I see it as if it if it goes up in ABV, and it's already a bomber, it's mm-hmm. probably going to go up in price as well. Internet's slow. I was on on some internet, but I was going to see if I can. <laughs> I was on. Find. I was on okay. some internet. So quick research. Yeah. Total wine. Yep. They're out of stock currently on this one. But okay. On their online website, they sell it for sixteen ninety nine. Dang. So currently at the state yeah well actually so this is just the old hickory the event horizon not necessarily 2016 because i yeah, did notice that yeah. on, untapped they do have the different years yeah. um but this one they have listed as a yeah as a 22 ounce bomber is 16.99 so i'm gonna assume that that's probably what this one costs when you buy it new yeah so how do you feel about that price point I'm and like, i'd say relative to other bombers too personally i'd say it's a little high just a tiny okay. bit high for what you're tasting in yeah. the beer high for, or no, no for the for the overall package the, i love the beer itself okay. um but i think with the bomber the eight and a half percent 16.99 kind of um when you talk about value as far yeah. as like your beer goes i think i agree a 16 actually you've swayed me a little bit because you're right 16.99 is one of those price points that people you if you have a beer following people know your brewery people know mm-hmm either the beer itself or they know the the branding the label something has changed like you're right 16 to 99 to 19.99 is not crazy to pay for a bomber yeah if not more i mean obviously we've seen some of these hunapus um down from cigar city you've got obviously westbrook does their um their mexican cake like yep. these types of bottles are typically around 20 to 25 because there's a renowned sense to them yep this bottle i agree with you i don't i'm, I'm not going to say that it should have been below 10 um in terms of recognition but i will say that you're right 16.99 might be slightly high maybe like 12 yeah. to 13. i'd say 13.99 would probably be a good price just because for, for me to look at this and be like yeah i'm gonna give it a shot at this price i feel like you're right i might have just kind of glazed over this one just walking down the aisle at, at 16.99 yeah. so you're right ding it a little bit for or price even point. you know agree with that. pick it up at 16.99 checking it out and you turn and you see eight and a half percent yeah you're like nah. if i'm gonna pay that much i want some, high I want some yeah i want to get messed up <laughs> That's what you most know, people do. Travel with your beer a little bit, right? You want I to used to think that. Go, but yeah. now I'm now that I'm older and wiser, I'm like, okay, I'm okay with lower ABV. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. But if if you did any research at all while you're searching it and you were like, hey, I want to know more about this beer and look online, 96 on Beer Advocate. Wow. So I'm sure if it's advertised, there's a little tag sitting beside it, hopefully that says yeah. 96. So yeah. cool. Um, yeah, so I would say overall, as far as price point, I would have to guess that it's 
It's a little high. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably ding at some points on there. So overall, with our new new rating, rating system, score, yeah. So uh, again, I I think the easiest way to do this, so we're not like obviously boring our listeners. Yeah. With, well, what do you give it for this? Yeah. What do you give it for this? Yeah. Overall, based on quick math that I've done, um, I dinged at some on price point, like we just talked about, mm-hmm. a little bit on style, just because I feel like the ABV for me should be a little bit higher. Label design is fantastic. Name, um, actually, no, I like the name, so mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a. Four. I'm gonna give it a four. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a three seven five. Okay. And I dinged it only in two places: the yeah, the price just... point, and I think the ABV. Other than that, honestly, I gave it literally everything that it could have gotten. Okay. Um, because yeah. the adjuncts of the other one. So let's talk a little bit. Just with, we'd be remiss not to mm-hmm, mention the honey. The honey. I'm missing the honey a little bit. I think that that maybe disappeared with the age. It it may have. The only other thing I would say is that this may have been even boozier in the in the flavor not necessarily in the alcohol content when it first came out mm-hmm. and the honey may have also kind of relaxed that a little bit too yeah over time i definitely think that we're missing the honey in the flavor which is yeah. unfortunate the unfortunate side effect of a cellared beer like this where it's been a few years because mm-hmm. of what you said mm-hmm. however i will say there's a slight dryness to the finish yep. that probably can be attributed to the honey yep so it's just again i'd say don't wait four years probably to drink this maybe drink it two. at like two at most yeah i'd say you'd be okay i'd say age it at least a year but no no more than two yeah so yeah overall sounds like we got some good ratings on yeah. this one um we need to get our untapped account set up so I hopefully know by do. the time that this episode releases we we've got an untapped account set up for yeah. us and people can start start Tagging us start stuff. liking and cheersing our uh, posts for the yeah. episode so yeah. yeah overall we got some ratings hey if you if you feel differently if you've had this beer or just want to give a give a shout out on something we've said right or wrong about this beer feel feel free please feel free and uh cheers to old hickory and cheers cheers to episode four of season three so far oh that was like the bells that went at church when they play the hand bells beer news beer news hear all about it We have some beer news, Chris. Yeah? Yeah, it's been a while. It has. Yeah. I like it's to think that we <laughs> we probably already talk too much as it is, so we should, we'll just talk beer news as it comes out, yeah. as it rolls naturally. What do we got? Well, going, what, little... So what do we got going on in the world of beer right now? So LaGrange Brewing Company, uh, Beacon Brewing, which Be- we've, which we've okay. had on the show before. Benjarong. Um, Benjarong. Um, they are making a beer um, called Crushable, which is... Uh, a beer that features a local kind of Atlanta celebrity. We can say stripper, I right? Yeah, I, I guess so. Blondie. Yeah. Anyone yeah. listening that is from the Atlanta area has heard of Blondie. At Blondie. Least, so. she, um, she works at the Claremont Lounge. Used to work at the Used Claremont to, Lounge. I think yeah, she's yeah, officially yeah. retired now. Yeah. I'm sure that if she was like, hey, I want to, anyone who's ever She'd been there, I'm back sure, yeah, and I was going to say, show anyone, and just be done. if anyone ever has been to the Claremont Lounge, I'm sure she could literally just be like, hey, I want to. I want to get up on stage one night for just a dance or whatever, and she probably could. So, but she is definitely hundred percent an Atlanta celebrity. Yes. Um, she seems super classy. Um, and and maybe other people may have heard of her as well because of her um, her, her performance, ability, which is ironically enough what the entire, what the beer is about. What the beer is about. It's, so she actually um, used to crush beer cans with. Um, How did you describe it? Her bosoms. How did you describe it earlier? Here we go. You, you read um, a phrase. The. Bodacious blonde, known for her beer-crushing bosoms, which that's, I think is... That's probably yeah. about the best way to yeah. describe it. So, um, 
So Beacon, um, the way I understand it is yeah. that basically she's fe- she's the feature point of this beer called Crushable, um, which I've actually seen before in a gas station of all places. Interesting. Yeah. She's the, she's the feature of this beer, and as it turns out, so this beer, I want to say, came out for the first time. I probably, This was probably about a year ago that I saw mm-hmm. it. So I think it's been out for a year to maybe a year and a half. Like I think it's a summer beer. Okay. Um, it's a lager, so yeah, probably a summer beer. But it came out, and so it features, again, kind of her on the side. It's clearly her namesake, um, and it kind of has even has her story. Like it. It addresses her by name, if I understand this correctly, okay. on the beer. Like, it's it says Blondie. Yeah. Um, but, so, I think the assumption, at least as a consumer, I was like, okay, cool. Like, you know. They partnered on it. Yeah, yeah. They partnered on it. Blondie's getting a little cut of this. Yeah. Um, as it turns out, she was not. It was not the case. Accordingly. Yeah. Well, I say accordingly. Yeah. Uh, supposedly. And so, it's been interesting to read this article recently, which was posted by the AJC, Um which it sounds like, ultimately, it sounds like they're finally coming to and they're kind of d- doing something about it. Yeah. Um, Beacon's obviously like, I, I, they're claiming that basically they they, they said had a, it's uh, a good faith agreement. Yep. Um, Blondie saying that she assumed when she agreed to do the beer, which, you know, again, if no one talks financials, if it's like business, if no one talks financials, if says, hey, yeah, you know, we'll, we're obviously we want to give you something after all the beer we do. Yeah. Then she was probably either she was probably under the false assumption that she was going to get a little get bit of something. So. Yeah. Um, but she, she contacted her attorney to, you know, obviously go through this legal trouble. And in the meantime, till they figure this out, um, apparently LaGrange is going to give 10% of past and future profits oh, to cool. her. So, so they, I mean, I say they're making right. By yeah. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about it. Cause I'm, I'm curious to get your opinion, Kyle on, first of all, if a brewery approached you and said, Hey Kyle, mm-hmm. We want to feature multi goodness on a podcast. Yeah, what would be your take on? It? I mean, how would you feel about that? I mean, I would be psyched for it, right? Yeah. Um, I think it would be you know an obviously a cool opportunity to not only build our brand but also mm-hmm. make a great partnership. I don't necessarily know unless it's explicitly talked about. I wouldn't assume that there would be any financial yeah kickback for it I unless think, there's a talk about it. So I considered that question I just asked you is like when I was reading this article, I was like, you know what? So let's say. Um, you know, one of these breweries that we that we feature, someone in Atlanta was like, "Hey, we want to pair up. We want to we want to do a brew that's like you know the multi goodness whatever, mm-hmm. multi goodness lager." How's that sound, guys? And we're like, "Oh man, that's awesome! Like, yeah. yeah, let's let's do it." At that point in time, according to the law, apparently that's like a legally binding. Like that you've said, yeah, you've agreed to it. Yep. Even if it's in in verbal, like yep. technically any attorney's going to tell you to get it in writing, but you're saying, "Yeah, it's like yeah, it's cool. It's like yeah. your con- your consent essentially." Yeah. So. It's interesting when I read this article because as much as I'm like I agree that yeah, Blondie should be compensated. Obviously, she she's done you know she's an Atlanta icon essentially at this mm-hmm. point in time. Yeah, you know I, I agree that she should get forty one you know, years. Yeah, she she's should, yeah exactly this. she should get some royalties. But at the same time, I'm kind of like I don't want to uh, uh, jump to the conclusion that Beacon was completely wrong here because I think that the way I read the article was that obviously it's easy to say oh Beacon was in the wrong here because they didn't offer to compensate her, but. Yep. Again, I don't necessarily think they were trying to do anything wrong by it. I, think I don't think that, they were trying to take advantage of her either. I think 100%. it was just more yeah. or less like, hey, let's do this yeah. cool partnership. It'll be awesome. Because I think to your point, the financial part of it, like, yeah, getting compensated for the sales of those beers, if we were, were to partner with the brewery, probably wouldn't come to mind at first. Because for us, I mean, now granted, we're not Atlanta Icon yet. We're not, we're not around 41 our years. Li- our great listeners are going are gonna to get us there, though. But we're not there yet. I prop, but so I would probably be like, yeah, like we're honored to, you know, to be featured. You want to 
do something with our name on it or our, you know, something in collaboration with us, like we'd be honored, yeah. you know, I wouldn't think too much of it. Yeah. Um, obviously in 20 years and we're the highest, um, listened podcast in the world, then am I like, okay, like, cool. This brewery that started hey. making a beer with us 20 years ago, like they should be compensating us from yeah. day one. Yeah. It just, it just begs the question, like, obviously what, how would I feel about that? Like, what are the different, so it's just, it, I'm wondering if it's one of those things where at some point in time is I, the whole, it's the whole past thing that gets me is like, I agree. I think it's a good faith move on Beacon yeah. to go ahead and say, we're going to, we're going to compensate you for past pro- problems as well. Or yeah. should it have been a point in time thing to say, cool. Like we didn't realize that, but from this day forward, we're going to give you, yeah. yeah, I think it was a good faith move on their part to go ahead yeah. and basically say, yeah, we'll do it for every day in the past too. Yeah. Like that's no problem. Like obviously, yeah, we just thought we had an agreement otherwise. So it's one of those things I think as well, where it's the chicken before the egg. Um, you can go either way and say that, you know, maybe you should have talked financials back then and yeah. maybe had a plan in case it did decide to, you know, obviously sell really well or yeah. whatever that or hit a certain number. Um, but when you don't have the conversation, I'm assuming yeah. that they didn't, but they I don't could have. I don't. Um, yeah. And I just don't think there was any wrong, wrong, no. ill intent here. No. Like, I think that it was literally one of those things was an oversight because we, we talked a lot about it, you know, and beer is such a community thing mm-hmm. it really is like it brings communities together it's just meant to be a, obviously like we're sitting here talking beer news just kind of drinking still sipping on the event horizon that we just yep. had um and it's just meant to be a you know a camaraderie type thing and so i don't think that again my opinion is when beacon did it they didn't weren't thinking anything of it they're just like yeah we just you know we want to partner with you and yeah they weren't trying to sell a beer by getting her namesake yeah i think now it is proving to be that yeah they're selling, selling that beer, beer because of, of- because of blondie's notoriety so i think it makes sense that she get compensated for the beer so exactly super interesting story um for the beer community obviously we'd love to get your thoughts um yeah let us know if you have any insider information was anyone trying to do something with ellen tonight (laughs) i don't i don't think it's that at all but hey um i would say we liked beacon we like i said when we featured Mm -hmm. their brewer we'd love to get down there at some point in time we'd love to love to interview blondie about this and get her thoughts yeah so maybe we can have a beer with blondie one time maybe yeah that'd be cool and she'd uh, be like, oh, the show. do you want to crush a beer? She'd yeah, just be you like, want to hey. crush a beer? <laughs> Wait, don't crush it. We have to get a picture don't of that crush first. crush it. We have to get a picture of that, that can before uh, you Actually, that would be a really good picture to leave the one beer can crushed in the picture. Which we have to the out the pictures or what? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I meant like, you know, how we take the picture of all yeah. of our beers for the episode. Just the the middle one where we interviewed Crush. her was crushed. I guess we need to try. <laughs> That'd be crushable. pretty awesome. Gosh, now I'm we wishing I had picked it up at the gas station yeah. when I saw it. So um, we also had a, a cool opportunity to uh, go out to Monday night recently as oh, well. Oh yeah, we did. I'm yeah. so glad you brought this up. Yeah, um, they released about you know about a month ago. Now at the time of this recording coming yep. out. Yeah, um, a new flagship beer actually. Is it their, flagship? It is. I, nice. I that's what I was talking to Aaron. So they're gonna have it year round. It's a um, it's called Lalo. It's an easy drinking, low ABV, low calorie IPA. They describe it as a slay all day IPA. Yeah. Or actually, they say slay IPA all day, but I like the branding. It's kind of yeah. interesting. I love it. The fun, obviously, um, we've, we've worked a lot with Aaron out there, you know, Monday night, but it's so cool because mm-hmm. I feel like some of the, when they come out with beers, you can tell when there's almost like um, input given by m- m- the other employees and staff at Monday night because yep. they get they can fully get behind the beers they're putting out with, but that was a really good beer. I appreciate Monday night having us out to yeah. do that kickoff kind of party and obviously yep. get to try the beer itself. I'm a big fan. I, I'm a big fan, had too. You, had you had the low-calorie beers before? I, I had um, Lagunitas, whatever Lagunitas. Daytime. 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 I, yeah, it's got like a nail yeah. on the can. Yeah, yep. that was my first one as well. Yep. I'm a big fan. Um, it's like a lower – it's even. It's not even a session IPA. It's literally even lower than that most yep. of the time. Slay is 7. I think it was – Yeah, it's seven, uh, 3.7. 3.2. 
3.2, even lower. Yeah. But either way, I think, I think that's one of those beers that like, I like the flavor of beer and it's people who don't necessarily love the flavor of beer and it will never understand that. But yeah. That's one of those beers that I actually have one this week. I went for like a two and a half mile run just in the evening one night. Yep. Came back. Came back and was like, you know what? I've earned this beer and crushed it. I was like, and cool. 90 calories. 90 later, calories. Or, yeah. 90, and, it, and it, yeah, I think it's 90 calories yeah. and it, um, it tastes like a normal IPA to me. It's obviously it's a little light. bit lighter. Yeah, it's light, but I'm but okay with that. You still get you know full hop flavor with it's it too. It's one of those but. beers that don't make it your fourth beer you've had. Don't drink exactly. an imperial stout. Don't drink. You're like, oh, I'll have the lay low. Yeah, don't drink and expect <laughs> it to taste any. Like, have it as your first beer. Have yeah. it as like if you're on a weeknight, if you don't drink much, just go and have it as your only beer that night. Yeah, so, great beer. Yeah, um, but yeah, really it's cool event. Cool, really cool event. Glad we could do that. I love the partnership we have going on with with that Monday night, but also some of the other breweries around town. So yeah. Bridge is having us, you know, having us out. So mm-hmm. hey, breweries listening, if you want to have us out, feel free. Let we'd us love know. To, we'll, we'll come out. Yeah, we'd love to be able to feature anything you got going on, events, whatnot. So um, we love we love connecting with breweries around town. Yeah. So cheers to cheers. Uh, some some of the beer news we got yeah. going on right now. Greens. Great finds, Chris. We have a beer from uh, from a from a from a good place. From a good place. Yeah, from I mean, a uh, another Georgia brewery. Another Georgia brewery, but one we don't talk a whole lot about. We try not to talk a whole lot about because and there and there's reasons for that. We'll talk about that too. But um, Terrapin Beer Co. Is it technically Beer Co. now? Yeah, it's Beer Co. It's actually been Beer Company for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah, they've always um, been one of the ones that does that. So. Out of Athens, Georgia. Um, their Gamma Ray, which is a wheat wine ale brewed with honey. So Again, stick into that honey. Stick into the honey theme. This which one I like. actually, I think, is going to have a huge honey impact. I don't know about flavor. I just know they they partner with Savannah Bee Company. Which is cool. Yeah. Local, uh, local Georgia Bee Company. Um, this, this is a 16-ounce can. This is also our Green's Great Finds. We haven't done that this season yet, but there we this go. is our Green's Great Finds this year, or this for this episode as well. Um, oh. 16 ounce can. This is the first yeah. time they ever canned this beer as well. Yeah. This um, is the 2018 vintage. Yeah, which was the first time they came out with the 16 yeah. ounce can. Um, originally came out in 2008. And they actually it's been around for a yeah, while. So when they started putting this back in a can, this was literally the first time they'd made this beer, I think, in a couple years. There was a break they took. Yep. Between the, that probably has a lot to do with the Miller Coors in, influence, I'm sure. I'm sure. They got some money to kind of redo some of these yep. types of beers they've done in the past that were good ones so. and they probably wanted to focus more on the flagships for those couple of years yeah. get everything kind of in in line True. with their you know with their vision and like what Terrapin everything's brew, going yeah Terrapin brew lab and all yeah, that stuff, and get so. everything ready to go so go ahead and pop that it's got a green tab by the way i, I like that it's fun yeah i always like that oh sh- damn that was that was damn. not all me but i will say that again chris is over here making messes I mean, it's it's only tradition. But I will say, okay, honey. Depending on how much honey is in, yeah, it is only tradition. <laughs> depending on how much honey is in here, I will say that that is to be expected. Ooh, the color though. So Chris is pouring this into the glass, and it's coming out like a really, really rich, dark oh, kind of like um, almost the color of honey. Wow, this is actually this like is the color of the can. This is like an orange red. Yeah, it's a uh, really good head retention so far too. There's about almost a two finger of head retention. Um, as he pours the rest into my glass, which I'm maybe not all Thank the you. rest. Hold on, hey, Ready? it's okay. Touch yours. Bah. Oh shit. Bah. Oh, my, my. Bah. Okay, now bah. you got the rest. Yeah, this is a lot darker than I thought it was gonna be. I'm yeah, I'm really surprised. But okay, we haven't featured. Have we done any like barley or wheat wines yet? We have not. Okay. But we've got some good we, ones coming up. We've, we've planned. We've got it, some plans. You know? Yeah, we we we've been putting back a few uh 
That's that's going to be a long episode. Yeah, we've got <laughs> a lot of barley wines to yeah. try here in the near future. But I'm excited yeah. about that episode. We might even have to split that up to like two maybe episodes. That's a, maybe it's honestly, a two part. you know, what we're probably going to do is do a party with people and literally just like you know, that's a really we have good seven idea. Seven beers, listeners. We have seven beers of different years, congr- consecutive years yeah. that we we want to try. But anyway, we'll figure we'll figure, we'll that, figure out. that out before we do it. So wheat wines are very aged beers. It's like basically a conglomeration beer of um it's meant to be a whole lot of flavor packed into a beer mm-hmm. and i've always heard with barley wines and wheat wines the same way don't drink them right away so i've been sitting on this one since i bought it about a year ago now Yep. actually almost a year to the day i think i bought this like march 1st 2019 dang i know which was a year after they released that they were going to come out with the 16 ounce cans yeah so, so literally a week from now it'll be a year but um uh, now from being when this comes out i'm good at doing the quick math there, on you, go. Episodes coming. there, you, go. But there yeah. you go so this beer it, i expect to be packed with flavor um color is definitely giving it's it's you can't you almost can't see through the beer it's like a no. super red orange though yeah and um, uh head retention. head retention is great um it's still hanging around at least on mine i don't i mean yours is kind of dissipating a little bit i'm also but, not you're kind of looking at yours in a glass yeah. so yeah when i shake when i kind of jostle mine around and do the circle it uh it sticks really yeah. nicely um, and you get all those little like kind of bubbles as you, you know, swish it around. It's they're all coming back up to the top. And it's um, not a super hot. I mean, it's a ten point eight percent alcohol by volume yeah. in this can. So it's it, they are typically stronger. That's pretty traditional. A little bit of floaties in here too. Yeah, like which that. I'm surprised. Um, you don't coming find out of terrapin. You don't find that with canned beers very often. Yeah. I'd say. But that's kind of. I, I feel like that's part of the wheat wine. I haven't done anything like a barley wheat wine homebrew at all because it's just. It's not typically been one of my styles in the past. It's not a beer style that most people like, to be honest. Um, yeah. It's one of those beers. It's a craft beer. It's a beer person's beer. Yeah. Because it's not. And a lot of you, that. Yeah. You have to be a fan of of beer, I think, flavor. too. This beer is all about picking out good flavor or picking yeah. out the flavors in the beer. So, yeah. the color, So, we've talked about color, the head retention. Head retention is good. I think it, it kind of coats the side of the glass. I mean, look at yours coming down slow. I know. So, so slow. What you get on aroma? Um, it definitely smells like a really dry wine. Um, not overly like floral or wow. fruity or anything, but it, it's you get that kind of dryness in the in the aroma. Um, I'm trying to like pull out flavors. I can't necessarily get any in you know. You mean it's like it's certain like things? On the certain aroma. things yeah. coming through. So or? interestingly enough, I'm drinking this out of a Stella glass still, and it smells very Belgian. It does. Yeah, it smells very Belgian. It smells very like kind of the banana flavors you typically. Yep. I don't know what type of yeast they used in this. I don't even know if we could find out because I feel like with, I mean, Kyle can do some research real quick. I kind of feel like with um, Terrapin beers or macro brewed type connections at all, you stop hearing about what type of yeast strains they're using because that comes more oversight. But um, this just smells like it was used, it used like a Belgian yeast of some sort to kind of ferment this. But uh Interesting enough, yeah, it definitely has that banana kind of flavor that you get a lot of times in Belgians. I expect this to be a little bit sweet, even though it is used with honey. Yeah. So honey lends dry, but we'll see. Wow. Are you gonna, you, are you gonna you, go on? Did you find out anything? I'm, I'm, I'm still going. I'm still I'm still trying to find it. Well Um But I'm I'm interested to see if there is some place that actually lists what it is. I doubt they will, to be honest. Okay. It's all right, I went ahead and went in. Yeah. Um give me your thoughts and then I'm gonna go so, on. So okay. So first thoughts are yes, I was it's I have had one wheat wine before. Okay. But uh this is very yeah, it tastes a lot really Belgian. It almost tastes like a triple. Yeah. Or a quadruple. Yeah. In the Belgian 
realm of beers. Um, you you did a quick like turn to. What was that quick turn to after you took the sip? What what were you thinking? It was like I was drinking like two different drinks at the same time. It was like I had a glass of like Chardonnay right next to like a Belgium style beer, and I like drank them with two straws going into my mouth at the same time. Yeah, very effervescent. Yeah, now, for sure. Yeah. Um, very sweet. Very very sweet. Yeah, um, definitely Belgian. I, I would have almost mistaken this as a as a meat, not a meat, a um, Trappist style beer. Okay, have you ever had a good like a Rochefort? Or I think I, I haven't. It right, it's a Belgian. It's like you know, there's like thirteen or around the world that are true monk beers. Yep, it I've heard like, of them. Yeah, it basically it's very thick beer. It tastes like it's the thick, it's th- very lush, and this has a very similar flavor to that. Mm-hmm. So I was going to say the wheat also plays a, a decent amount in the flavor as well. Um, you get the really big sweetness, but then on the, on the back end, you still can kind of taste that wheat aspect as well. It, it kind of just hangs out in the back. Because I'm trying, I'm comparing this slightly to like a, you're right, compared to a barley wine. A barley wine is very, almost the malts have like gotten danky in a way. It's almost like they've they've taken a turn for the the sweet side it's it's interesting what are you what are you seeing on the, the screen I, that you're seeing? I, I was i was just pulling up some info on it right and um they're talking a little bit about you know the 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 bees from savannah and then right at the bottom it says hide them away put one away for at least two to three years and pull it out for a special event this is our special event boom so again you you're supposed to age these things on yep. purpose like the the biggest i feel like mistake you can make with a wheat wine or barley wine is literally pull it out and drink it right away they don't do a fantastic job of advertising them that way because yep. that th- that's the only thing i okay so i'm not a big fan of this being in a can yep at all i saw it and i wanted i've been wanting to try this beer because i keep hearing about it i used to listen to another beer podcast based in based out of savannah actually ironically enough and they they talk a lot a little bit about this beer and the former version because they actually took a hiatus with this beer where they didn't mm-hmm. do it for a few years yep um i've been wanting to the try smaller this. bomber the, I, the, the little tiny i actually glass, don't know uh, i just know it was in a bomber before yeah. but that's all i know about it yeah uh i don't love this being in a can because i don't think cans are great for aging things mm-hmm. over extended periods of time but i also don't think that i mean look at the the imagery on this and this is the same imagery that terrapin used I believe when they originally did Gamma Ray, yep. it's got the the turtle. It's got the and we. I guess we might as well talk about the can now. Yeah. Um, but my problem with this can is it. So it's it's Terrapin. You see Terrapin Beer Co. at the top, Athens, Georgia. It's got yep. their. There's a name for their their turtle, and I I, 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 I don't remember, remember his name is. It's basically got a superhero themed turtle. Um, for the G for Gamma, kind of looks like Cyclops. Yeah. By the way, kind of looks like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle in this. He know, does. Um, I, which I've always loved their imagery they use. It says Gamma Ray in a, in a font that's basically reminiscent of like you'd see in a comic book. Yep. At the bottom, it says wheat, wine, ale, brewed with honey. A, yeah. But, and it's the top, it's it's like green, like a lime green color that they use and then on, for all the font and everything. And then it's like a... a uh, burnt red. Burnt red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, red orange. Red orange. Use for all the other colors. And the only thing I don't like about this is that you see this it, your eyes immediately drawn to it. Like yeah. I guarantee you there's a lot of people who are buying this beer and drinking it right away. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, that um, most people go into the liquor store or beer store looking for things to drink right away. Yeah. And the, the other thing too, just, you know, obviously the, you know, wheat wine ale brewed with honey at the bottom is in a really small text. But if you take that away, I almost feel like people could miss, um, what it, it take is. this as a, as an IPA. 
as well. Very true. Um, just based on everything about the branding and the gamma ray. Yeah. Kind of seeing everything. And then it's, you know, it's it, it's in pretty small text on the bottom to obviously see that it's a, a wheat. It's a good point because when it comes to our rating scale that we use, like this is one of those where I unfortunately don't love this branding. I don't love the way I it's don't. packaged because um, I just I think it gives the wrong image. And like you said, when you read something like, hey, you're supposed to age this for two to three years on, you know, on website. Now that I saw that was like a forum type site. But either way, I think that's the general consensus with wheat wines and stuff is that people aren't really going to consumers aren't going to drink this beer at its peak time because mm-hmm. they're going to buy these. They're going to and they come in a four pack. Yep. They're going to buy these four packs and drink them within a month or so. Or drink one of them and be like, I don't like this. Exactly. This isn't for me. Exactly. Because it will not age. Yeah. And these beers are 100 percent the type that you have to let age. You cannot drink right away because the flavors won't progress i mean i'm now kind of regretting even opening it now because we're only a year later so we've we haven't even let it age as long as they say yeah but we're, we're getting some good flavors in the beer I'd yeah say, yeah i mean give me your thoughts on like what do you, like flavors i mean now that we've taken some sips what do we think i would be interested to see what the wheat wine ale would do without the honey um okay because i've never had this is my first wheat wine ale um so i've never had one before so it'd be interesting to see if the sweetness from this beer comes from the honey or if that dry kind of oaky um, Chardonnay kind of feel that you get from the wheat wine. The only comes other from one I had as well. was a burnt hickory one, and it was actually with honey as well. So I'm not sure if they've just figured out that wheat wines go well with honey or if maybe it's a what you're one of the things you're just supposed to use in a wheat wine. Because the thing about it is, and I actually haven't even looked into recipes, but my understanding is that the whole idea behind making them is literally you take a base recipe and just add a bunch of stuff, different stuff to it. Random stuff. Basically just a one big pot of just stuff that you're, you're, but with wheat being the predominant um, malt you're using. So definitely get the sweetness from the malt though. Barley wines are typically a little darker because you're using just because you've, cooked the 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 brew for so much longer whereas this one this wheat color is kind of stuck around and it essentially caramelizes yeah um i also would say as far as the abv goes i'm not getting 10 percent in the the taste of the beer either um i know um, you just did the mouthwash test but i i when i'm drinking it i'm not feeling like it's 10 percent. let's talk mouth yeah I, so abv i'm with you a little bit here it's interesting that this one is a whole almost three percent no two percent two percent plus some stronger than the event horizon we just did yep because this one i almost feel like drinks you wouldn't know it was that strong yeah um or you wouldn't know it was 10.8 uh i'm missing a little bit of it i'm getting definitely getting the dryness though and mm-hmm. that's that's always what kind of takes away from alcohol because when when something gets really dry it becomes like it like a fresher kind of taste and you mm-hmm. don't get as much of the alcohol flavor when something's super sweet you can typically be like oh yeah this is really boozy yep but um i feel like this one kind of doesn't have that so um do you know what the price point on this was when you picked actually, it actually you know what we've got it on the back of no no shoot unfortunately i don't it was just however the label, yeah. um i will say that i want to say it was 3.99 for the for the can for the can okay so probably twelve ninety nine for the four. I think the thirteen ninety nine for the four. See that almost doesn't seem right. I want to say fourteen ninety nine for a four pack. Okay. Is that maybe? No, I'm doing my math right there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's typically about right. Yeah, it was. I want to say fourteen ninety nine for for a four pack. Okay. So, which is interesting because with Miller Coors they could get the price down. I, can, I don't know what they used to cost, but also they didn't ever come in four packs. So that's very true price point i'd say is probably online i mean for this type of beer it's a especially you know a 10.8 percent 
in 16 ounce cans i mean typically there's a strong correlation a between little... abv and price point yeah. and i feel like this one's probably around what people would expect to pay yeah i mean i thought 399 was a pretty decent price if yeah. this had been 699 or 799 for the can I, i've been like yeah probably wouldn't have picked it up yeah. i mean i did want to try it but i would probably have been like yeah i could find it at a beer because yeah. my problem with paying for a 16 ounce can paying 7.99 or a 6.99 is the fact that more than likely i could go into a bar around here and yep. find yep. it for eight bucks for a pint yeah and so why am i gonna pay like the whole point of buying cans to take home is to get it at a cheaper price i'm yep. not just trying to you know so exactly and i think uh the four pack 16 ounce can is also one of that value thing as well because you see a lot of um, breweries going with the 12 ounce four packs for their higher ABV uh, beers and still pricing it um, similar to this beer, um, which you're getting a little bit more volume um, of the beer overall than for the other ones as well. Um, and I almost say so. And I'm, are you, you're doing ratings right now. See, you've got the computer in front of you. Today, I do. Really I don't, but so I'm doing, I'm kind of mentally going through all the things, the, the things yeah. that I want to make sure I point out. So the honey is the one I'm coming back to. Cause that's our feature feature ingredient mm-hmm. today. So the honey, what do you, I mean, are, where are you, where are you tasting it? What's dryness? What I'm getting, I'm getting the dryness. I'm getting a slight honey flavor, but like the, like the previous one, I don't, I don't think it comes through as much as I wish it would try something. And when you drink it, it's like typically when you do the mouthwash test, you kind of like close your mouth a little more and you're like swishing it. You're forcing beer through tight. Man, I'm talking like, but like open up your mouth some more and just kind of like let it like kind of open your mouth in, in general and like swallow it that way and see if you can kind of get a different flavor. Because I kind of feel like I actually do get a little bit more honey if I just make my mouth as big as possible and then drink it. That's a, <laughs> Wow. We really need to think about what we say on these podcasts before yeah. we... I think we need to have a meeting about it. I like after that we just this, hit record just to, and just hope that things sound right. But yeah. um, I'm sure a sommelier, a wine sommelier, could tell me how to describe what I'm asking you to do so much better. Yeah. But it's almost Surf, like you're making the surface area of your mouth. I'm larger making as yeah, well, exactly. Too. I'm trying oh, to make yeah. the inside surface area of my mouth as as like as large as possible, mm-hmm. and then trying it. I do get a little little bit more honey. Because this beer, interestingly enough, is not as dry as I thought it was going to be for having basically i imagine honey plays a large role in this i mean they had to have punch a ton ton of honey because also with savannah bee company which you know they've they it's a cool company down there savannah they got some stores i think they even have one in here in atlanta but you can buy a lot of different products honey based products but beeswax that type of stuff yep. but they worked with them to get that honey and they probably put a bunch in here and i thinking as much as they put in here i expect it to be both dry and heavy at the same time yep what i'm surprised by is the fact that it's sweet and not quite as heavy as I thought it was going to be. Which, again, I didn't have the version that was before Miller True. Coors came along, so who knows. But I will say that the honey, I almost feel like I am getting a little bit of that sweetness from the honey if I do it, if I drink it with the larger mouth area. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, Want to go to some overall ratings Yeah, well, you, Yeah. I, uh, I gave it a three based okay. on a rating scale. And the reason why uh, I'll hit the points that maybe it, it didn't get higher Okay, um, sure. from from a beer perspective we, i think it, i know we we realized in like episode one or two where we had kind of i'd punch in some wrong formulas i think we got our formulas i right think we now. did it's okay, it's cool. it's coming out a little like, like yeah yeah, okay, yeah cool um but overall the the beer itself i didn't ding anything for i think the beer itself was good um the one based on the fact that you don't have much comparison in the past yeah okay. at this point um you know obviously i'm drinking it for the first time this is 
these are my thoughts. Um, but the one, the one area that I did actually ding it in um, was the label design, which I think plays a lot into just the overall appear appearance of um, the beer when you're walking through the store, figuring out what you're going to buy, right? Like um, the, the label itself, in my opinion, doesn't necessarily always correlate to having a good beer or having a bad beer, but it can also deter you from picking up a good beer in the store um, if the label is uh, not appealing or not your style. Um, so I think that's kind of where my my um, crossroads with this one is, is I, I dig the beer a lot. Um, I just can't really get into Terrapin's branding as much. I, it, 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 every time I see it, I'm kind of just, nah, you know, like I'm in the store. I'm like, nah, I don't really know if I want to pick it up. But. Yeah, actually. So I just kind of did the, the quick math. Yeah. Also that a lot of that's cause obviously I don't want to say I think, I don't think poorly of Terrapin. I love that the, there's the Terrapin yeah. brew lab at the, at the stadium, the new truest park stadium. Um, God. Hey, do you know baseball season's coming up and very short after? It's like, what, two when weeks the, and this, pitchers and catchers drops, Pitchers and catchers will have already reported yeah. and players will be shortly reporting. So anyway, so I love going to Terrapin <sighs> Brew Lab. It's, it's cool. that they have, they have some cool stuff attached to the stadium, but I agree. Um, so actually, ironically enough, my ratings also brought this out to a three. Nice. Yeah. So kind of where I dinged it the most, just going through the quick checklist, which is malts. I didn't ding it anything because I kind of feel like the wheat comes through. Yep. I can tell it's the wheat wine. If knowing that if I, if someone said, Hey, is this a wheat or a barley wine? I would say no, a hundred percent. I know it's a wheat wine. Cause yep. I feel like it's, it's, you can tell it's got that lighter and sweeter flavor from yep. malt. Anyway, hops though. We didn't talk much about this one. I, yeah. I dinged it hard on hops cause there's almost like no hop at all in this, which that's the thing it's about true. these heavier beers is you're supposed to, you're supposed to get some of the something. Hop in it. Yeah. The bitterness, the aroma, or even the flavor it's somewhere. It's almost missing a little bit, like a lot of that bitterness that you're mm-hmm. supposed to have in beer. But so I dinged a good bit on that one. Um, price points okay. Mouthfeel is I dinged a, a slight bit on mouthfeel. Yep. Carb levels good. Style I think is good. It's creative. Well, actually, creativity I might ding it a little bit as well. But either way, label design I agree hard. I, I just That's, don't like this label. I yeah. don't like the packaging. The colors are the only thing I do like about this. I do yep. like the colors in general, but that's just my personal opinion. Yep. Um, the ABV fit, I kind of feel like they should have just stuck this one under ten somewhere, not, not gone over. Yeah. Especially not with adding a whole lot of like flair to it. Um, and then adjuncts, again, the honey comes through. I don't want to ding it too yeah. hard. on Yeah. I was that, gonna say it. You definitely get the dryness from it for sure. Well, I was gonna say you get the <laughs> go the other way. Interesting. I, I was thought you got the sweetness from it, so. I like this about beer. That's what, yeah. that's what things be about that's true. beer. But, but again, it's just a lot sweeter than I thought it was going to be. So overall, I gave it a three as well. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a pretty accurate rating. But You know what, Listeners, though? if you have had this, and please, and actually what I want to hear about is people who maybe have had the old versus the new mm. listeners, please let us know yeah. maybe any differences you can pick out between like the older, uh, earlier generation Gamma Ray yeah. versus maybe the newer. So other than that, Kyle, any final thoughts on this one? You know what? Um, I dig the style actually. Uh, I would, I would be interested to try more, um, more with the, you know, the wheat wine ale variety. Yeah, for um, sure. especially I think this opens up a, a whole new Avenue and that's, you know, Super another big thing. It's a yeah, barley wine episode yeah, now. For sure. But, um, cheers. Yeah, cheers. So for this last beer of the episode, yeah, 
clearly one of us was telling a joke right before we started recording. No, we're of good. Of course, as usual. Um, so for this last beer, we're going to do another honey-themed beer. Now, this beer is one that... So it's been around for a while. It's Dogfish Head Midas Touch. This mm-hmm. beer is actually one I've been wanting to try for quite a while, and I've never actually done it. But obviously, this was the surprise beer of the day. This is yes. the one that I finally yes. said, you know what? Let's do honey beers, it. Kyle. Um, this one is a 95 on Beer Advocate, so it's a highly rated beer. I'm, it is I'm an, pretty pumped about it's it. It's an ancient ale. Read, um, read that description because it's like that's sure. the generalized description. So somewhere <laughs> between wine and mead... Our original ancient ale is made with ingredients found in 2,700-year-old drinking vessels in the tomb of King Midas, barley, honey, white muscat grapes, and saffron. So expensive ingredients is what I hear. Yeah. Um, This beer is – so it's in their bottle. It's a 12-ounce bottle. It's a 9% alcohol by volume. So let's go and and crack this thing. I'm going to let you crack it. You know, one thing I will say is I I like Dogfish Head for the fact that they have their own bottles as well. True, they have a yeah. you know a nice like glass uh, kind of depression. I'm assuming in it of that's their a dogfish. Symbol. I've always just yeah. I'm assuming I don't is a dogfish a real thing? It is. Okay. Oh yeah. So when I think ancient ale, I, I I go back to some of those like articles that we've read, obviously about the eight you know the ancient recipes that have been found in ships, or even the ancient beers that have been found. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I think of when I'm thinking of this. What this might taste like. So pouring into the glass, it's very orange yellow. I'm gonna put it more in the orange realm, like an actual orange. Um, yep. A little bit of you know. And granted, they're they're using a recipe. This is obviously not an actual ancient beer, but it's good head retention. Well. Mine has better, but I feel like it's because I have a narrower glass. I'm with the Stella's yep. there. But um, by the way, I, I I wanted to look right away. Eleven oh seven nineteen was bottled Ooh. on. So, so that's a fresh beer. Yep. Ish. Uh, this couple the, months, the, a few months old. That's okay. I just got back from Las Vegas, and the smell of this beer kind of smells like Las wow. Vegas a little bit. That is, yeah, that beer smells dank. So I mean, I can only imagine in a twenty seven hundred year old. Um, brew yeah or, or recipe I should yeah. say. you could end up with all sorts of things it might taste like a, i would expect it, it kind of tastes like a barley wine of all things like yeah. an ancient because when i think ancient ale, i'm thinking like literally we left barley outside it rained a bunch of water collected and you know what yeah let's drink some of that water and let's see what happens like yeah. that's what i'm thinking of yeah. when i think of like an ancient ale yeah because that's originally how beer was made but um yeah, so the the there's a little bit of head retention in this one. It it doesn't coat the outside of the glass as much no. as some of the other ones we've had, but it it's, does coat the glass. Which is not well, as Well, I I would also say like based on the color, I feel like it's going to be a little bit lighter as well, which is I think probably why the the head isn't sticking as well. Cuz it's a little lighter, a little lighter in the in the in the But for 9% well. for 9% I would expect it to be a little bit stronger. What do you, so let's talk aroma cuz yeah. that's obviously the part that we're most, <laughs> we're most affected by right you, now. Cuz you saw me pop it and I instantly smelled the top of the bottle cuz I I couldn't tell if it was like actually if it's the smell it was good supposed or bad. to be. Or yeah. like I mean I'm yeah. getting a lot of different things here. I'm getting a lot of different things. Like some really good and some really bad. Oh, <laughs> like so, I, It's like mixing together and I can't quite get it. So I will say, um, I'm going to go with the bad first. Okay. I'm just going to... I got fa- one in my mind for just this too. But. On. It's, it smells, no offense to Doc, it smells like a dirty diaper. It, kind of originally. Yeah. Like, I was going to say tuna fish. Okay. It's... <laughs> it, wow, that's that's... So that part is bad, Ow. but I can yeah. pick out a few good things. So again, ancient ale. So I'm imagining this is very much a 
there there's clearly some hops in this i yeah. imagine that some of the hops that we're getting that flavor because they're not going to put anything like crazy in the beer they're not going to put like bad bacteria in the beer and just let it call it ancient hey drink this yeah drink this anything it could another it's affect this especially with obviously everything going on with coronavirus right now that's a that's a bad like and we're not talking beer we're not yeah <laughs> and we're not talking beer but i'll get the limes and we're not talking yeah but okay so the aroma i'm trying to pick out like the good because i know there's good here there's definitely mm-hmm. some that i think it's the musket i think it's the saffron actually the saffron yeah. mixed with the muscat grapes muscat i'm assuming is in the same realm as like a muscadine mm-hmm. um it, it it's definitely like it's interesting i would not smell this and be like yeah i need to drink that and try that so but i will say the taste is something that when i drink it i want to drink it okay what are you gonna taste? Go go it's go ahead i was gonna say it's very um it's more on the beer side in my opinion than the last one as far as that one was more kind of a wine this is more of a beer i i get more of like the the hop pres or not the hop Ooh. the the um grain presence here than i do in the in the last one from uh terrapin it's almost like there's a on the aroma it's almost like there's an extra uh something that gets released when you open that when you open the beer that you don't get when you when you taste it you're right because i've now taken a sip and it tastes like a beer yeah like it tastes like a good beer it tastes a little bit of, I'm, I'm gonna talk a little bit about some of the off some of the flavors or yep. the additional flavors i taste but it tastes different than the aroma for sure um the aroma like is, exact opposites almost like the aroma i'm trying to like get through the what smells again like a sorry the diaper or whatever like it just kind of it doesn't it's a weird smell it doesn't smell dank like the marijuana smell you get in some yeah. like 420 strain sweet water beers. Yeah. um it doesn't smell like that it's literally kind of smells like beyond that it smells like almost like bad in a way but then i also do get some of the freshness on the aroma i mm-hmm. do get a little bit of that like again what i imagine grappa which is like a wine it's like a grape wine kind of thing yeah. i imagine kind of like that smells like where it's very organic and very you've let grapes kind of ferment over time like yeah. i imagine that's kind of what that smells like mm-hmm. um definitely don't get the honey on the aroma at all i, I do not either it's, it's hard to get really much of anything so i mean purely aroma i'm not going to give it great quality because this one's hard like again I, let's take this from the point of view of the average consumer of this beer they're not going to open this and be like oh man that smells awesome i'm gonna drink that right away yeah like it's this is gonna be a hard beer for some people to really get into like mm-hmm. so um i did the mouthwash test okay I pick up a little bit more sweetness and like the the wine kind of notes than I did just by straight drinking it. And then there's just a nice like grain finish. A lot more. Oh, man. I love the grape you get when Mm -hmm. you like that's that. that, That's the flavor that I like want just inherently out of the beer. That flavor is fantastic. Actually, that flavor is good. Like that's. That's what you want in a beer, especially Mm -hmm. for one that's 9%. It almost doesn't taste like 9%. It doesn't. But again, you've got to get to the aroma to get to the flavor. And the only thing I'll say is that the flavor is delicious. Um, it it might actually grape. bode to drink this out of the bottle. Um, or like draft. Yeah. Do you saying drink it draft or drink it bottle? No, like literally out of the bottle. Oh, um, I see what you're saying. So that you don't get as much of the aroma. True. You don't have such a wide True, you're not um, going vessel to. for it. Um, and you're just going to get the taste. Um, and... You know, I guess our recommendation is to drink the entire thing mouthwash test. Yeah, drink. I mean, I got the grape even when I yeah, did the mouthwash test. I yeah. just got it more when I did the mouthwash. Uh, what do you think about mouthfeel, speaking of? Um, so, actually, this is a lot of firsts for me as well. First ancient ale for I me think as well. We've, yeah, we have done some firsts on this show. Um, based on Based on that, 
from what obviously I'm tasting, it's it's a light light mouthfeel compared to the other two that we had on the on the podcast. I can't help but episode. think we should have like put this in a tankard, like a metal tankard, and yeah. just like had this at a Renaissance festival. Yeah, true. With a leg of turkey actually, or yeah, something. I like the I like the mouthfeel. It's very much what you expect a rough and dirty ale to drink like. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking when I drink this, I want to kind of feel like I'm a like we should be getting a boomerang, is what you're saying. Like, <laughs> cheersing. You're going to. Oh, I'm just kidding. You're going to <laughs> like Australia boomerang. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. I'm thinking like Vikings, like yep. Game of Thrones, like sitting there, like ah, oh, yeah. getting crushed, grabbing the tankards, it, yeah, I whatever. Mean, and it's, and it's sloshing says, the beer, whatever. You know, between an ancient ale and a mead. True. Which or is a what wine I can, and a mead. So, so all I'm gonna say is that I definitely get that in the flavor, like I in the mouthfeel and the and the. The body of the beer kind of tastes like I expect it to. The aroma again is. And I'm gonna go back in one yeah, more time. Go in. Did it change? It. You know what? Okay, I'll say it almost like matches the rough and dirty. Because in a beer like this, I expect to be like a rough and dirty beer cleaned up for production. Yeah, like that's pretty much what you're trying to do with yeah. this beer. And I think they did a pretty good job. Um, and I would even say this: like if we're going back to the, you know that ancient style of making beer they probably had that in mind with the overall process taste aroma of kind of trying to keep that tradition as well of you know rough dirty you know um letting the you know the ingredients sit out or whatever that is um beer was purely accidental it had to be yeah um i think they definitely nailed that aspect of it as well they still get the the booziness overall with the nine percent but you don't taste it true I, I agree that this does not taste nine percent. I could pr- this is kind of one of those beers we consider dangerous because it's more like a it t- drinks more like a seven percenter. But um, you know what more, I don't get? Go ahead. Yeah, the hops. You, the hops. Um, yeah, that's true. I don't either. Do you, is that? I wonder if that's a predominant. I wonder if that. I we wonder if like it. yeah. But I'm trying to figure out if I think that hops are supposed to be one of those things that you're supposed to get in an ancient ale because I don't want to say I don't hops weren't around but i don't think hops were used as a i mean they were part of the german the german reinheitsgebot reinheitsgebot you knew i had to say it you did i mean i I feel like you were sitting waiting just to say it i was but (laughs) hops are part of that so it's not like um it's not like hops are not supposed to be there but i agree they're they're definitely not like they're not like prevalent like yeah you don't get any of the real bitterness either in the aroma the taste um no, yeah. you don't. Yeah. No, I, you don't get the bitterness, which again, kind of all beers, regardless of whether or not it's like an IPA or not, they are supposed to have a little bit of like a bitterness that um, come from that hops, and and I'm not getting it. But so I will say though that price point was good on this one. Um, I think I paid. It was a single bottle. Uh, picked this one up at Total Wine, uh, two forty nine or, yeah, two forty nine. Wow. I mean, maybe you know three, what with the, but with way. with. With Dogfish Head, I feel like they're starting to get to the point where they kind of maximize their overall beer quality to the price point, too. Yeah. Um, you look at, like, Worldwide Stout being only 10 bucks, and how that quality of beer um, is is astronomical. Um, we had it, you know, the two years side-by-side side, sure. um, the earlier in the podcast, and those both were extremely good. The Worldwide Stouts, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or the Worldwide Stout, yeah. yeah. Um, True. True. Yeah, so qualities. I think I think they're I think they're getting to the point where they really can hone in on the ingredients versus price point and really make it worthwhile. I'm going to ask the question of the day, which is the honey again, because that is the feature adjunct. What do we? I, I'm I'm trying to get it, and I think I know where it comes through in this one. But flavor? Are you getting flavor any? Yeah, I'm getting the sweetness. 
overall. Mm. Like it's almost like when you um you had a little like stevia or sweetener to yeah. your coffee kind of like it just kind of boosts it just it's that almost little, like they added some honey yeah, after just like, like that a... little extra bit i agree um, i feel like it's coming through a little bit on the dryness i kind of feel like maybe they used honey to raise the abv level a little bit because again honey will add dryness yeah honey will add dryness add sugar but obviously the more you put in there and you let it ferment out it will raise the abv as yeah. well so i kind of feel like maybe they used it in this beer to raise the abv but yeah we haven't Thoughts? talked well, we haven't talked label. Oh, at all. true, true, true. I was gonna say we need to talk about that. I'm a huge fan of the label. It's I, in a bottle, first of all, which we did briefly talk about the bottle and the yeah. fact they have the dogfish, but the actual label itself is is really clean and fresh. I think. I I feel like they they know um, how to keep it simple as far as words go on a label, true. Um, but get across like their generalized branding. They always have the dogfish head kind of oval with the dogfish. Uh, logo in the middle of it and then typically have their their name as well but then they always make that the nice thing is the hierarchy of the text mm-hmm. uh, this is going to get into a lot of graphic design stuff as well the hierarchy of the text is traditionally the name of the beer is larger than everything else on the as on it, the, i feel like it, as should, it be. should be even their own brewery name but it's, that's in a different dogfish head is in a different color so it's like it's smaller than the name of the beer but it's still easily accessible with the color. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think they nail that. And then they got a nice little graphic um, over here as well for the, the grapes and the honey and um, the wheat as well. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I dig it. I like the, it's like a honeycomb. They got the, the bee and everything on there. Obviously on the minimalistic in a sense, they don't really even have their, they have their website listed on here, but they don't even have their social handles or the independent, the independent craft logo, which, I feel like traditionally they've had. We've talked about in the past that Dogfish Head is obviously they they're the ones who own their twelve packs and everything. We're putting like big front and foremost the independent craft beer label, and they don't even have it listed on this beer. Okay, I have to mention this now. Go ahead. So just got back from Las Vegas. Duh. Went to a liquor store and saw the Dogfish Head. What is it? uh, Sixty minute IPA. Uh, A twelve pack of cans, twelve ounce cans, was forty dollars so okay i'm curious i gotta call them out on this yeah because dogfish head you need to talk to your distributor and figure out who's putting us in that split what is going on i'm pretty sure even dogfish wouldn't want their their beers going for that expensive i saw that and i literally took a picture and sent it to you because i was like there's no like was that just at a regular liquor store just a just a good old liquor store right down the wow right down the road from the hotel i feel like that distributor is needs to get I was going to say, because then I look down and I see other mutilated, you know, roughly. Sculpin was right below that. Yeah, I saw rough, you know, similar normal category prices. things, normal prices. It's like um, Sculpin usually is like twelve ninety nine or yep. so. Is that your so it's Sierra Nevada, twelve ninety nine. That was just I was like, OK, I will say that. Yeah, that's way too high a price point for that, yeah. in my opinion. I wouldn't. So, I mean, price point on this one, like I said, I thought was good. So, yeah. I'm I'm so glad I did not have to pay thirty or thirty nine ninety nine for this beer. So overall thoughts though. So overall thoughts is you know just kind of going through our stuff is that the you know the style is good. Obviously the aroma. I'm digging it hard on the aroma because I feel like that's going to draw a lot. I did of, too. That's going to draw a lot of craft beer and just general consu- everyday consumers away. Um, and then. The adjuncts, the honey, unfortunately for me, isn't really coming through very much. So that one's, it's yeah, hard for me to I get full, there too. I say points on that one. Uh, mouthfeel is good. I like, you know, the as far as the recipe goes, I can't really judge it too much because I haven't had too many ancient ales. Yep. Same. So I kind of feel like the style, the color is really good. I actually expect, yeah. I'm going to ding it a little bit on the color because I kind of feel like the color for an ancient ale should have been a little darker. Darker. Yeah. But 
personal opinion. Um, I'm giving it a three point five. Okay. Yeah. I gave it a three two five. Okay. I feel like all day we've consistently been giving like <laughs> me slightly better than yeah. you, but. Well, and you know, we're giving it honest ratings. See, that's what I like about this new rating system. We're giving I do. it like I do honest, too. honest ratings. And and um, I think we're gonna post the 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 criteria that we're hitting on yeah. all of these. Check the website. The, you know, the, the 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 ten points that we're really kind of hitting, and mm-hmm. and let us know what you think um, as well, because we want to get your feedback on that. But I think it's gonna keep us mainly very consistent as far as the way that we grade beers on the show yeah. to give you more of a. a a consistent feel well because well naturally the by show. the time i have that last beer of the of the episode i it's might very true. rate it differently than i rated the very <laughs> first beer i had depending on the beers you never know depending on if we do the heavy hitters first yeah. like well we didn't we didn't do the heavy hitter no. today first but point so yeah. no good beer um at one point in time i'll get up to delaware and go to dogfish head yeah I'd any final thoughts there. on this beer no um Again, ancient first, nails. Do you like ancient nails? I do. This is um, I'd like to see some other ones. See what they. That's to kind of get some comparison see they, as see well. See if they smell differently. Yeah, because yeah. I would. I would want it to smell different. <laughs> I just want to put. Part. Like I said, I want to put this in a tankard for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Cheers. Anyways, cheers. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Multi Goodness Podcast, where we talk all things beer. Remember, you can stay up to date with all things Multi Goodness at our website, multigoodness.com, or on Facebook at Multi Goodness, or on Instagram at Multi Goodness Podcast. Remember, we have merch for sale at our store at multigoodness.com slash store, where you can pick up a koozie and rep us and show all of your friends how cool we are. And they'd be like, hey, what's Multi Goodness? And you have a little conversation, you know, mm. you know, maybe, yeah. you know. Maybe it maybe works both ways. Maybe you get some people to talk to about the episodes as well as we get some listeners as well. We'd love to, you know, grow the show a little bit. But Chris, um, great episode on honey. Um, I'm looking forward honey. to trying <laughs> honey. I'm trying to uh, trying some new ancient ales and, and a few uh, wheat ales, wheat wine ales as well. Um, but any final thoughts before we close out this episode? We should really just go and record that outro as like a monotone, like like a call, like a auto calling. Yeah, like yeah, like <laughs> thanks for joining us and all this. Well, yeah, no, I'm yeah. just kidding. I like the personal. Yeah. No, no final thoughts. Um, I think this is a cool episode. Honey is a neglected ingredient. So yeah. other than that, I'd say cheers to cheers to honey. Cheers to honey. Cheers to honey.